I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy Podcast, where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Neil. He has leukemia. Let's talk about it. I fucked up. I didn't, I didn't hit the record on, uh, on Neil's mic, so uh, we're back. Neil is currently with us with a mic that's hot. It's super hot. So let's continue where we were. Um, St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. Got some girl there. kicked you in the fucking head. Like, tell or me wait, all actually, about that. Wait, I want to know every do? detail. We were we were playing flip cup. Uh, this oh, competitive. I get it. Right. Yeah. And say no more. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, say it was actually my first time playing, so I was I was a newbie at it. Uh, ended up losing for our team, not expecting it. This girl that was on my team just turned around and just sucker punched me right in the sternum. What? Yeah, uh, and I completely lost my breath. Was she okay mentally? Like what was what the fuck was that all about? Uh she was drunk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that pretty much explains it I think. University antics. And she's jacked. She, like she's a professional bodybuilder pretty much was so. it like a was What's it like a, a jesus christ like, yeah. fucking throwing your weight was it like she she, she just like grass. she just like hit like like backhanded you no kinda, like or she just like fist. turned and just wound up and was like fuck you and punched like you she stepped yeah, into it like left foot forward planted her feet and yeah. just drove into just your mike, chest mike tyson yeah that's at least what i remember i was a little intoxicated at the time too so Right, naturally, as you are when you're playing yeah. up, on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, yeah, but I, I ended up losing my breath and passing out, smoking my head on the table and oh, falling to the floor. Fuck. Oh my god, dude, she could have almost killed you. Seriously, though. Holy shit, did she feel bad? Oh, she felt terrible. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> At least she knows. Yeah. Um, and then, so I had a concussion after that. Oh my god, dude. And uh, ended up going a couple weeks. Woke up one morning with this super bad pain in my leg and uh, went to the bathroom because I felt like I was going to throw up too. So I was just standing over the sink. Next minute I know I woke up on the floor. Oh, shit. Just no idea what was going on. I was like, oh, fuck, I passed out. This is good. Did you hit your head again and get another concussion? No, I kind of like just kind of slumped sideways. Oh. No, was this due to the concussion that you passed out the <laughs> second time? This is the next day, right? I no, know. this was a few weeks later. <clears throat> a few weeks later. Fuck. Yeah, this was like April 3rd, okay. I think. Um, and I mean, St. Patrick's Day, much earlier. Right, right. So yeah. at least two weeks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I realized like this was not good. Uh, I should probably not go to school this day and go to the doctor. Ended up going to the doctor. Uh, she was didn't seem too concerned at first, but I pointed out this rash that I had on my ankles. It was like this little these little red dots. Uh, it's actually called petechiae. It's medically it's 
droplets of blood underneath the skin, uh, and it's a sign of low platelets. So she saw this, Ooh. and she was just low, like, "Low what? Sorry, platelets." Which uh, what are so they? platelets are uh, a part of your blood that it's the clotting factor. So when you cut yourself, it's the platelets that rush to the scene to uh, just make everything kind of yeah. coagulate and, and right. block up the, yeah. the cut. So you're when, like a oh, hemophilia, right? 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 Sort of. Yeah. 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 When I was on the platelets. when I was on the cancer camp trip, uh, there was a there was a girl who was brushing her teeth and her gum started to bleed really yeah. bad, which is a sign that her platelets dropped yeah. while we were at at the camp. Oh fuck! Yeah, uh, it's a, it's an it's a sign that it. Something's it's going not wrong. Good. Like, yeah, it's like not when, good. You, when you cut yourself and it won't heal, right? Yeah. 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 And then they do, did, they also do uh, platelet, um, yeah, I may, and maybe you got into this, but they do like platelet um, f- uh, transfusions. Yep. So uh, they like take platelets out of someone else and feed them into the other person. Yeah, did you, did get, you end up doing that? Uh, yeah, a couple times. Oh, wow. Uh, um, yeah, so the doctor heard this and she was just like, you should get some blood work done. Um, ended up doing that the next day, I think. And my doctor, my family doctor called me that night around supper time and was like, uh, there's some abnormalities with your blood results, but come in tomorrow and we'll, uh, we'll discuss it and check it out. And then I was upstairs doing some homework last week of school, you know, trying to being a good boy I'm trying to has anything over the course of the concussion, passing out, the doctor calling you, abnormalities, are you thinking anything uh, Any in particular? I was thinking maybe like diabetes or something that's okay. been in my family a little bit mm-hmm. here and there, but nothing crazy. Nothing like leukemia. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then my doctor called back again at like 9 o'clock that night and ended up talking to my dad for a little bit on the phone. Uh, and so when I took the phone, he was just like, uh, yeah, so I've, I've been looking over your results again and they're, they're pretty concerning. Um, enough so that I think you should go to emergency right now and get it checked out. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So my, my parents rushed me over there and we ended up spending I don't even know the time that we got out of there, but they did more blood tests and a lot of waiting around. And then the uh, the doctor came in and was just like, okay, so we have your test results back. We've gone over it. Um, like, just to start out, like, do you suspect anything? Like, what what do you think we're looking at? And I was just like... Interesting question. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. yeah. Take it, a guess, a wild guess. Yeah, seriously. What do you think you got, kid? Yeah. Diabetes? Oh, fuck no. Yeah. Definitely not diabetes. <laughs> Let me tell you. You would have been lucky to have <laughs> yeah, diabetes. Yeah, exactly. It's like, holy fuck, why would you ask that question? What's the, like, what, are you, what are you expecting? That seems to be across the board a weird thing that doctors do yeah. every time, like when there's supposed to be like a serious diagnosis of something. They're like, what do you think? Yeah. They ask weird questions or, you, or react weirdly. I'll, I'll give you three guesses. <laughs> and if you guess it right, I'll treat you. You get a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> but if you don't, you. if you don't, Jesus Christ. 
Okay, fuck, so sorry. did you did you say diabetes at this point, or were you like? Did you I have- I just looked at him blank with a blank stare and was just yeah. like, I have no idea, yeah. like what's going on. And my dad chimed up and he was like, Oh, well, like our doctor was saying leukemia, maybe. And so in my head, I was just like, <clears throat> Wait, did you? Whoa, 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 did you did you know that your doctor was saying leukemia, maybe? No. Oh fuck. Oh, fuck. No, your like old man just had that. Well, and didn't- when he called back at like nine o'clock or whatever, there was about five minutes that they were talking. So I didn't, I thought it was a call for him. And then he called up to tell him, like I was up in my room doing homework. I understand him not throwing that down. Yeah. Well, why? Yeah. Why would you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But at that moment, yeah, the first time to hear it, it's like, uh, what? Yeah. (laughs) That's a a tough one. How old were you? At uh, the time again, I was nineteen. First year yeah, so that's that's weird for me because you're technically you're an legally adult. an adult. Mm, and, yeah, yeah, I guess. Like, I guess so. Yep. Yeah, they should be they should be telling you first, if anything. Oh yeah, I, I felt that. Uh, like after after the fact, looking back at it, it was just like, that's I can't, a little, like a weird. Yeah, I, I feel like you should have told me. Yeah, and not so much my what? dad. Like when my dad said that, I just looked at him and was like, the fuck, like. Leukemia. I know that's cancer, but I have no idea what this what? is. Like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. Neither do I. I think this is a good, and I feel like probably a lot of listeners are like, neither do I. Yeah. What is leukemia? So leukemia, uh, it's a blood cancer. Um, there are actually four different variations of it um mine specifically is called acute lymphoblastic leukemia we are familiar with the word lymphoblastic yeah yeah we are t-cell lymphoblastic lymphoma that's right our buddy andrew who was is suffering from (coughs) so it's uh it was it was affecting your lymphatic system is that it's targeting the lymphatic system through your blood uh it was targeting my leukocytes so leukocytes who who is that (laughs) It's they're they're a uh, I'm pretty sure they're part of your white blood system. Okay. Um, so your white blood system is your immune system attacks bad cells and things in your body. Uh, so leukemia. What I had was that at a young mature um, cell they. They divide quickly. the The acute acute part uh, means they divide very quickly. Fast. Okay. They don't develop like they should, so they can attack good and bad cells, and they just overpopulate your system, so it can take over the space that is needed for your platelets. That's why I had the rash on my ankle. Oh, okay. Um, and like your hemoglobins and red blood cells and stuff. So I'm not that I know, but I think the whole me passing out. Part of that was because I didn't have the red blood cells in my system to take in the oxygen like I should. Right. So I think that that may have played a factor in me passing out so easily. Mm. Right. So she wasn't really that strong. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, let's just let's be real about it. You know, eh, you guys might know her actually. But, <laughs> um, oh. Her name's Ronda know. Rousey. Uh, <laughs> former, yeah, former, former <laughs> UFC. Yeah. <laughs> Phantom weight. Uh, okay, so so that's the the type of leukemia you had. So in the, in the coming back to the emergency room, your dad drops what well, we thought it might be leukemia. How did the doctor respond? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's 
exactly what he said. He was just like, yeah, that's... He's like, that's, we have a winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Chicken dinner. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he just said, yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty much. Uh, he said, he yes, that's, that's what we're... We're looking at. He like um, wipes his brow and he's like, "Glad you said it." Fuck, <laughs> yeah. I was stressing about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was, he was like, "That's why it? I asked that question so that it didn't have to come out of my mouth." Um, well, I, I have a friend who is a he's a pediatric oncologist, and uh, him and I have spoken a number of times about, especially since the podcast has started, about um, the ways that doctors tell. Uh, their patients that they have cancer. Mm-hmm. And I remember him saying something to the, ex- to the extent of, you know, there, there's so many different ways that you can tell them. And, and as, lo- as long as you're doing it in a tactful way, it doesn't really matter how you tell them. What matters is what comes after that moment. How you hold yourself as you handle yourself as a doctor around that person after you tell them that they have cancer. And we, we actually, his name is bear. We were talking about it. His name's Garrett. I call him bear. Bear and I were talking about this, uh, when I was in Oregon and it made me think like, that's a question that I've never asked anybody on the show who's had cancer. And I'm curious to know, talking to you right now, what was, what, was this doctor that told you you had cancer? Was he your oncologist, or did they did they feed you to another doctor? And and what was the relationship there after the fact? Um, he was the doctor in the emerge that night. Okay, um, I actually ended up having a different oncologist or a hematologist actually, um, who was the on call hematologist. Right. So they're not necessarily on site, but they get called immediately when something comes up. Yeah. So he didn't tell me a hundred percent. This is what I had. It was like, they need to do more tests and they needed to do a a bone marrow biopsy to make sure that like, this is what we're dealing with. Okay. So, um, yeah, I don't think I ever met up with him after. Yeah. Which is interesting because a lot, I think I feel like a lot of people, they get to a point where I, I guess I, again, it's completely fucking different from person to person. But a lot of people's story is that they they end up go, going through these tests, and then they go and they see an oncologist, and they're like, "We don't know yet. We're going to find out. And when we do find out, we'll let you know." And then they find out, and then it's like, "Oh fuck!" Whereas in your case, it seems very fast, right? Like, oh yeah, you're was, in there, and the next thing you know, yeah, it might be leukemia. And this is actually the next day after you saw your family doctor. You got the you got the blood tests. They they called you later that night, and then you went in. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I went for blood tests that morning, and I actually ran into my uh, family doctor that day, or like right when I was getting the blood work done, because he was the on call at the duty clinic. Oh, okay. So, uh, so he saw me, and he was just like, "Oh, like just come in for a sec, like let's talk." That's very quick. Oh, shit. Very very fast. Not that he knew at that time, right. but just. The yeah. the thing, Jeremy, just to go back to what, what you were saying, the thing that stands out to me that a lot of our past guests have said is that the moment after they're told, it's just kind of like white noise. Yeah, like, like everything. Wah, wah, like they just can't. Wah, 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 yeah, wah, like they wah, just wah, wah. they just yeah. totally zone out because their mind is going at yeah. like a million miles a minute. Did you did you feel kind of like that, or were you pretty were you pretty 
like did you have a lot of wherewithal in the moment uh i feel like i was different i felt i'm pretty sure i zoned in at that point mm-hmm. as opposed to zoning out like he said leukemia and in my mind i was just like okay this is cancer i don't care what you're gonna tell me next not that i'm not listening but I'm going to get through this shit. Like what's next? Yeah. yeah let's like, move let's forward get this going. and let's get this fucker out what, of here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. One, right. one of the things also to point out about um, doctors who are, who are telling patients that, that they're, they have cancer. Like it's, it's really crazy to think that, that like we put all of this, we put a lot of um, uh, power, I guess, or, or a lot of, we, we respect doctors a ton because they they are amazing people that do amazing things, but the reality is is that they're just human beings, right? Yeah. yeah. And because they've gone to school for it's so eight, easy to forget that, right? Like eight plus yeah. years, it doesn't make it any easier to tell somebody that they're dealing with something as yeah. difficult as cancer, Dude, right? I bet that you find a doctor who has told a thousand people over the length of their career that they've had cancer or they've had something that it could be terminal. And I bet it is never one bit easier the thousandth time than the first time. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm sure that they never get enough practice at that. Mm. So what was, uh, what followed? You know, you, you, you said you, you tuned in, your senses kind of heightened, you were ready to take this fucker on. What, what was the next step? Uh, so they shipped me down to the um, Victoria General, which is, that's where they have their hematology floor. Um, I was admitted that night. Uh, the next day was a lot of tests, uh, bone marrow biopsy, MRI. How, how bad yeah. was that? Does that hurt? Does that suck? I've heard the I, bone marrow. Any, I've heard anything with bone marrow is painful. That's yes what I've and heard. no. Like, I've had really bad you. ones and I've had really good ones. Right. Like, I mean, I'm, no. I'm up in the 10 to 15 bone marrow biopsies at this oh, point. Wow. Yeah. What do they do? Is there a big needle? Uh, yeah, it's, it's fairly big. I think, uh, as big as, uh, Brian's pencil dick, <laughs> a little smaller, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, God, no, it's bigger than that. I've got nothing to say to that. <laughs> uh, where, where are they? So this is interesting because they're, they're, why, why, why are they doing bone marrow? Because I thought it was, they were thinking it was blood cancer, right? Or but that's, that's a, where your blood starts. Okay. So your your bone marrow is the it's it's what creates all the cells for your blood. And it's common for leukemia patients to get blood marrow transplants, right? Yes, uh, actually. And I'm sure you probably you mean got one. Bone marrow transplant. Or sorry, what did I say? Yeah, blood, blood marrow. Blood sorry, bone oh, marrow. Yeah, yeah. Bone marrow. Yeah. Okay. Or yeah, stem cell these days. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Oh, okay. So yeah. where do they usually take it? Do they go to the femur? Like, which they, bone are they using? They, they go get? to the uh, like pelvic bone, I guess, at the very lower back of your spine. Yeah. Or if your lower back. Um, kind of right in between your, like, the dimple areas. Yeah, so between your SI joints, like your your hip. They take yeah. it out of your, your, your hip. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, they're. I've had pretty painful ones. I've so the had, needle goes into your bone. Yep. Oh, they, and then what do they have? Like like seven people tugging on the thing to suck the marrow. Like I feel like <laughs> it can't be that easy to get well, marrow out of the bone. So how do they get a needle through bone? Yeah, they, yeah, they just have to drill. Hammer. They must drill. Yeah, they do. Sledge, oh, oh, they, they do. Drill, they do. Oh, what? Yeah. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. So 
You'll well, fucking they, wonder they, sometimes it sucks. <laughs> oh, fuck. So they numb the area, like your skin, um, around it, just so that the needle's not hitting those nerves. Yeah. But then this needle is heavy enough that they have to poke it through the bone. And then once it's in, they extract some of the marrow. Marrow is a very spongy tissue. Okay. Um, so it comes out pretty easy, but it does not feel good when no. it's coming out. Yeah. What would you equate it? Excuse me. What would you equate it to? Like the pain? Is it like a pressure, or is it sharp? Um, it's sharp, definitely. Uh, is it know. enough to like? If you've got a tattoo. I saw you had a tattoo on, yeah. your, on your wrist there. That, that's a that's a pretty sensitive spot to get a tattoo, especially once you get to the wrist bone. Is it like that kind of like like, uh, or is it like, you know, like when I got this tattoo? There was never a point where I was like actually wincing. I was going, yeah, this is like this. I can handle this, but it definitely hurts. No, you know? this is a wincing. It's like, like oh, it's fuck. it's a very sharp, quick pain. Oh yeah, uh, because it like they're not drawing back for a long time. Yeah, but it it's definitely one that makes it's, you want to bite your thumb off. Oh, and, I heard somebody say one time. And this is a long time ago. Can't I have no idea what the source is. That it was uh, similar to like. <laughs> Pulling your quad or pulling like a stomach muscle, like cool. in that moment where like it goes where it pulls or tears, oh. and like that intensity. So it's something you don't want to do a lot of, which you did. Yeah, yeah, not like fifteen <laughs> yeah. times. And every time they do the the biopsy, they have to do that. Yeah, because they have to take it out every time. Yeah, Fuck, yeah. fifteen times. It's, uh, ten to fifteen. <laughs> I, Fuck. Yeah, I lost count after. That's nuts. Three. Um, and yeah, there was, there was one time that they hit a nerve or something and I just, my whole body just shriveled up and I was so close to tears. What's the setup? Like they have you laying down on a bed. They have you laying sideways. Dick Um, out. Just everything. (laughs) Just just out. Yeah. 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 Actually your ass is just hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So you're, you're kind of in fetal position, uh, and they expose the area and they, clean it up yeah and so there it takes a lot of force to get through that so you're almost falling off the bed at times because they want you right on the edge fuck man yeah so uh just got like seven nurses on the other side just pushing (laughs) you into it uh, yeah (laughs) man uh well they're they're actually looking over your shoulder just kind of like oh yeah is this what's happening? Yeah, there it is. You're so that's crazy. That guy's butt. <laughs> yeah. So so you're in the you're in the hospital. This is like the the next day you go for all these biopsies. Yeah. And and they've told you that you you probably or you might have leukemia. Yeah, they were about ninety percent sure at that time. I'm okay. Sure. So what's like what what's your mindset like? It's like. This is just one more thing. Let's get right, through it. Right. Do you think that that was a, a good mindset to have going into it? Oh, I think it was a great mindset. Yeah? Okay, and, cool. Yeah. Because I was wondering if, like, you know, it's like when you, when you have that ego, and then when things don't go well, when you're always used to them going... It could be really, really it, devastating. It can be one of those things that's so devastating that it just sets you back, and you go, oh, my God, I'm failing, right? And so... <laughs> I'm glad that it wasn't that, right? I'm glad yeah. that it was like, okay, well, I've got this shit under my belt. Let's let's just put one more mm-hmm. notch on yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. That's so really cool. How long did it take to get the results back from those biopsies? Uh, uh, the next day, I'm pretty sure. And then they and confirmed it then? Yep. And so 
time-wise, I was in on August the 7th, or April the 7th, sorry, and I started treatment on either the 10th or the 11th. Wow, that's so what's, fast. What's that like? You like, <laughs> can't fuck with it, though, you know? Like blood can- I feel like so, blood cancer is just, you can't fuck with that. Yeah, and it was at, like, they they told me that three months earlier they probably wouldn't have found anything, um, but they they found it quick enough that they started treatment right away, but, like, the marker or the, the results that they found was in my white blood cell count, which normally falls within, uh, what is it, 3.5 billion per liter and 7.5. That's a mind-blowing number. my number was 29. Billion? Billion. Whoa. Uh, Holy fuck. And that, the morning that I got blood tests done, it was at, 26 and then when i was in the emerge that night it was up to 29 wow that's crazy did they give you a did they give you any indication as to if you had been if this had presented itself uh three weeks down the road then Mm -hmm. your situation would be way different or did you ever have any indication of how much longer you could have gone with or did they give you like stages where they like this is what stage you're currently at or anything like did they did they name the stage or anything like that no they never i I never heard stages ever being called. i wonder if that only applies to tumors i don't know at all that's a good question i I don't know either i um, if you do know and you're listening write us write us and let us know we would love to know i really want to know what what it's like logistically like i mean whenever anybody is diagnosed with with something like this, then, and they live like a, a busy life, which most people do, uh, whether you're a student, whether you're work, whether you're staying home, taking care of kids, whatever you're doing, like logistically, it must be so hard to just put everything on hold. So you were saying that you're, you're just about to finish school, right? Like, were you, were you done school at that point? Or did you have exams coming up? Or? I was studying for exams. Uh, I had a major report due like the next day. So are are you are you just immediately like letting go of all of that and like like fuck it or do you want to try to finish it before you you get to do that stuff like you've got do you have to tell friends like wh- what's going through your mind? Uh, I really had no choice. Uh, school was I just had to drop it all. Yeah, I mean uh, that's I mean that's what I feel like that's what I'd be like. All right, fuck everything. It just must suck so bad being like two days yeah. away from finishing a course that you've been taking for like three months, right? Yeah, luckily I got my credits because okay. I was so no, far along. Uh, but like but, it's your life. I mean, yeah. So no and everything was happening true. so yeah. quickly that it was. Yeah. You didn't really have time to think about it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's I get that feeling when I I I'm so, I'm so grateful that I don't I haven't been admitted as much as some people that I know with cystic fibrosis. But like when I get admitted, it's like. <sighs> All right. Every well, single time that I everything that I know, Jeremy, yeah, Jeremy, was... one of Jeremy and I's uh, uh, like bonding factors is like film and television, and uh, <laughs> and oh fuck, oh, man, whenever I find a show I mean, or, I or a movie, especially <laughs> a show, a show that has like a that's been on that we just discovered or that one of us just discovered that I did. And I'm like, dude, you got to listen to, you got to watch this show. And he goes, uh, yeah, sweet. I'll bank for the next time I get admitted to the hospital. Cause he'll go in for like a two or three weeks or some yeah. shit like that. that. You know, just use that time to, to really take in my art. Yeah. Oh, Maybe books. <laughs> yeah. 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 
your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So, uh, so I, I'm making an assumption right now. I don't know if this is fact or fiction is uh, radiation just to target a tumor. No. So you, did you have radiation? I've had the whole shebang. Oh, okay. Radiation and chemo. Radiation, uh, chemo. Um, thanks for dispelling that. Cause I totally thought that I was accurate there. Yeah. Uh, so, but they, where do they shoot the radiation into you though? Your brain, but if if you have Whoa. a tumor, oh, oh Jesus, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Yeah, well, but just before we move on from that, radiation, like sometimes they take the tumor out, right, and then they're not targeting the tumor when they when you go through radiation. Oh, anyway. right. I, guess I, I don't oh, need sorry. to justify the fact that. Right, that, I'm thinking of Matt Amiot, who had a brain tumor, and right. they couldn't take they, the tumor. They wanted to shrink it. Yeah, they wanted to shrink the tumor, right? right. So that so they 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 had like a pinpointed radiation on his uh, head and then to shrink the tumor before they removed it. Yeah, okay. Um, that's why I was thinking that. So, uh, you, they, they were radiating your brain? That were, were, they, was, were they pinpointing a certain area? Like, how does that work? Yeah, so you're... Um, because blood gets through everything in your body, uh, it can get into your brain. Oh, they don't want too. you to get the cancer up in your brain. Yeah, so, like, one of the chemos is... Uh, a lumbar puncture, um, so a, a spinal oh, tap, oh, fuck. so that they inject, they take out a little bit of fluid and then inject uh, chemo in there to target anything that's inside the blood-brain barrier. Whoa. Because so it's a prof- it's more of a preventative thing, is it? Yeah, uh, it was in my case. Yeah. I'm sure that some people it some does. People have yeah, it. I, yeah, I never had uh, any signs of leukemia in my spinal fluid. <laughs> So I was lucky with that, but they, with the radiation, they target, um, just blow your brainstem, I think, or like, yeah, it was a while ago. Sure. Um, but yeah, they, they pinpoint one very specific area and you get a mask made up so your face doesn't move around and stuff because it can be pretty, uh, pretty drastic if... If they hit anything. Oh, oh yeah. Whoa. yeah. I guess so. I mean, they're blasting radiation into your fucking Brain. head. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't want to lose your sight. Yeah. Or like you that. know, you're like, you don't know how to speak language. Yeah. Man, it always blows me away. You just have a people, French accent for the rest of your life. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. <laughs> you're now Australian. Isn't it, isn't it insane, though, that like people found out that you can do this? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's absolutely mind blowing. Like, well, if we just fire this fucking deadly laser of uh, something that I can't even understand. <laughs> something that, that comes from the sun. <laughs> like, oh man, it blows me away. Yeah, it's fascinating. So you had all these, you had all these treatments. You had a, what was your chemo schedule like? Uh, so with ALL, it was a two year long treatment. Oh, shit. Um, so when I was admitted. Intravenous or oral? Uh, intravenous. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. 
Fuck, dude. So. I thought that that was relative. Is that uh, on the long end of things? Because I thought those were more that like. sounds like a really long time. Oh, two years straight? Uh, no. Sorry. Oh, okay, Sorry. Not, not two years straight. Oh, was, holy shit. It was. So the first month I was in hospital um, for all of. For 28 days or something like that. Sure. Uh, and then after that, and then I, you got out of the hospital, and everyone was a zombie. <laughs> and I was just thinking that twenty-eight days later. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. sorry. Uh, and then after that, it was cycles. Um, so it was broken up into seven different phases or something like that. So over the two over years. Over the two years. Okay. Like even even still, that's uh, that's pretty. In- I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That to I, me, that sounds that sounds really long. Oh, that it sounds was, like a long time. It was long. Um, how did you find the chemo? Like, were you getting, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of ca- cancer patients talk about chemo brain and. Oh yeah. That's and, a real thing. Yeah. So Big were you What's finding chemo that brain? It kind of makes you stupid. Like it, it kind of makes you like kind of lag and slow. And yeah. It's like a fog. It's also called uh, chemo fog mm. or brain fog, I think. Um, so it's kind of like when you don't. You lose a word, you're trying to think of the perfect word and it's on your tongue, but you just can't seem to grasp what it is. That happens all the time. Like, hate that like how you feel when you get punched in the sternum and then fall over and hit your head and get a concussion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little bit like that. Forever. Yeah. For a long for, time. For a long time, for an extended uh, period. And were you, did you find, like, how about, like, were you getting nauseous? Were you, I mean, were you, was it just the, the whole gambit of all the different? Yeah, I probably went through all of it. Yeah. Um, the the first six months was very intense. Uh, like that first month was just like being hit in the sternum. Just they come at you full force. And then it it's kind of a cleanup phase. And then uh, the last year and a half or the last year was like like a, a preventative phase. So yeah. once I was into the preventative stuff, my I was pretty used to it, so it didn't really cause a whole lot of nausea or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, you were but, addicted to it. You were like, oh, give me that chemo. Yeah, I need, I need oh, it right geez, here. Yeah, right in the vein. Right in. <laughs> oh, God, Jeremy. <laughs> um, what's, yeah. what's, it like, um, what's it like having to tell all of your friends that, that, you're, that you have leukemia? Uh, it's rough. Um, I told... A couple of my closest friends, like the night I was in the hospital or night I was in Emerge, like when they said, you probably have leukemia, uh, I called them up and it was like three in the morning, but I called them and I was just like, so this is what's going on. And then word just kind of spread from there. Um, Mm -hmm. They told people and those people told people. And I can't believe I never heard this. I mean, not that I stayed close with like very many people that were from our junior high days because I switched schools and then I was, anyway. But I never even heard it through the grapevine. Yeah. Like, fuck, I don't. Some of our teachers even heard, like elementary school teachers. Crazy. Well, and so you know, when when you got held back a grade, um, like that's people, not what happened. People stopped wanting that's, to hang out with that's you. That's not right? what happened. <laughs> that like, that oh, wasn't man, what happened. That guy's dragging us all down. We got to cut him out. Definitely don't tell him about Neil. Don't ever tell him about <laughs> Neil. That fucking guy. I even I even see uh, uh, Madame O'Coin. Uh, at the yoga studio, like all the time, oh, yeah. she and fuck, crazy. Yeah, sure, yeah, the listeners are loving this conversation, dude. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, maybe she's listening. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe she is. I, hello, bonjour, madame. Oh, God. Bon- yeah, she speaks bonjour. French. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> she was very sweet. I very, so I very you, much enjoy did her. Did you just kind of like take care of your close circle and then let it? 
Yeah, go beyond that? pretty much. Um, we it actually kind of sucked because my sister was in Cuba at the time. So at the time when you heard, oh, man. when I was admitted, and for that first week, she must have been <clears throat> shook up. Well, yeah. Uh, so she was in Cuba, and luckily a friend, like a really close friend's uh, sister, works for a, a travel agency, and word got down to the resort for her to call home. So I mean, she was panicking like no one's business. Uh, yeah, I know uh, that feeling. I, my sister called me today. My sister's pregnant. And uh, I was at work, and she was like, I can't get a hold of mom and dad. They're in Arizona. And I was like, oh, what do you need? And she was like, I'm on the way to the hospital. I'm like, well, what's the fuck's going on? Like, immediately, it's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, what the fuck's going on? And I'm, I'm like, planning my exit strategy just to get out of work. So I can't even imagine. She's fine. She was fine. She was just a little bit of blotting and whatever. She's okay. But being out of the country and knowing that, you know, I, I mean, I'm really close with my sister, so... You know, I, I, I can't fucking imagine. Yeah. Know, like, get me out of there. Like, get me home now, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I, I remember, like, the, the phone call. Like, yeah. Like, it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, and then she, she ended up coming home a day early, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, pretty much just close friends, and then it just kind of spiraled out from there. Yeah, yeah. I always, I really wonder about like the logistics of it sometimes because I, I feel like that would be one of the hardest parts in in dealing with it. Is is like, I know that personally, if I was, if I ended up being diagnosed with something like that, I would, I think that mentally, I would be, I would do better than some of my friends and family. I think, and like having to deal with it with them would obviously that would be a really challenging part of it oh yeah um i think one of my mindsets through the whole like the entire thing was more to stay positive for everyone else around me Mm -hmm. because i Mm -hmm. knew i could get through it but seeing some of them and their reactions it was just kind of like don't worry about that seems to be a common thread is like the person who has cancer is is or whatever is Dealing with it quite a bit better than the closest people around them, hmm. because you, because exactly, because you know that you can handle yourself. You know how to deal with you, or right. for the most part. But you can't control the people around you. You can't control their emotions. You can't, uh, no matter how hard you try, it's very hard to reassure them yeah. of your confidence because they're they they have their own worries and their own thought processes. Did you have any like really shitty reactions to your to the news, like people finding out? Um. No, not really. Uh, one was like I, I had a pretty serious girlfriend throughout high school, and we broke up uh, pretty early into first year. So university like, or university, yeah. Okay. So it was still kind of a fresh, bre- fresh-ish breakup. Yeah. By the time you found out, yeah, it was about leukemia. five months or so. Yeah. So like I, I made sure that I called her and like told her in person, sort of. Uh, like what was going on and she showed up uh, once and then didn't hear from her after and like she was in a new relationship and stuff so I I, I finally got a uh, an apology last year or whatever oh, wow. um, because I guess her boyfriend was kind of like well it's either him or me like Whoa. so what a fucking yeah. dick so I was pretty bitter to My her God. Uh, for a while there what does that even mean? That is the, that is the most like. I mean, I know what it means, it. but like yeah. what what. 
petty ownership bullshit. Like, fuck off. Dude. Oh, God. That just, I know, right? That, it's that like, it's hard it, to I, wrap your head I, around. I really yeah. can't wrap my head around that, but yeah, whatever. But, I dude, that's the... Young, young, young... That guy will grow up one day, I hope. Fuck. And, you know, dude, there's no shortage of that. In, <laughs> there's just no shortage of that. Yeah. I mean, we we don't tend to deal with that. That sort of thing in yeah, our kind of yeah. in our circles, but anyway, um, it makes me sad. Yeah, yeah it, it does. That, that is really that does Silly suck. Day. But I did have quite a few people that stepped up that I did not expect. Didn't expect to. It. Yeah, that's awesome. Sweet. Yeah, yeah so that's like, really cool. Uh, some of my closest friends there yeah. now. Uh, like, I mean, I owe a lot to them because they just took uh, made an effort to kind of always be there. And yeah. Sweet. So it was great. Mm-hmm. Did, did you have any really like embarrassing moments throughout the, the process of the leukemia? Oh, so many. Yeah. Oh, uh, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, with all the tests and stuff, like I had to get, uh, STI checks right before any of the cancer. So like, I mean, a nurse holding your dick swabbing, it's kind of, Awkward. What? Oh, we were talking about this yesterday. Uh, yeah, we, why were we talking about that? We were, we're talking like, about uh, wanting a guy to do it or a girl to oh, swap yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Wait, would you prefer uh, a guy to do it or a girl to do it? I would much rather a girl. Yeah, really? See, yeah, yeah, see I said a guy. I'd rather have I'd a guy rather handle a guy my Johnson it. stick a swab in it. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> Jesus, okay, okay. They, were, they needed to test you uh, before... Testing like they needed to STD test you before leukemia testing you. Uh, no, they they tested me after the leukemia testing. This I'm pretty sure this was I had to go into the uh, uh, sperm bank and uh, make a donation. Oh, or bank some sperm because oh for your own for my own personal use in the future Ah. because like I was 19. Um, and, and they're like this viral young man. We want to. We want viral young man. We want to make sure we have this strong semen. Nah, oh yeah, you, yeah, had, you, yeah, were, you were you were onto something there for a second. I lost it. Yeah. So, was that because it, it does it make you sterile? Does the chemo and shit? Chemo can yeah. It can yeah. Okay. And is that your choice or it was my choice? Yes. Okay. Sure. But uh, I mean, they they came in. They were just like, so you should think about this. Yeah. I know it's really quick. Like you're only five days into. Do they give you mags? When you no, go in? No, man. No, yeah. Not, what? Oh, yeah. you? Oh, well, okay. I had to actually go to like not the Atlantic Jizz Factory. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> bank. Bank. The Atlantic right. Jizz Bank. Jizz bank. Yeah. <laughs> ah, the AJB. <laughs> Make a deposit. Wait, so they give you mags? Oh, yeah. There's a little room and a couch. They must all, have like, iPads now. Dude, they must I, have iPads oh, now. Oh, they had TV right? too. Oh, no like shit. Movies Is there like VHS or DVD? VHS, I think. No shit. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? When I went, it was a bathroom and that's it. They were like, yeah, that bathroom right there. And Is I walked in legit? and I was like, uh... And a picture of, uh, of the village men? Yeah, of the, vill- the village people? <laughs> Brody was with me and I was like... Like, can you come in? Like, I don't know how the fuck. This is stupid. Are you? Are the, that's probably not allowed, is it? Uh, I don't think so. It probably could, like, you know, contaminate the. I have no fucking idea, dude. It, sh- I don't know. it should be. Like, it, think about what you're doing anyway. It's not like it's no secret what's yeah. going on. Like, like, we're all we're all going into this room, fucking having a wank, and then we're all coming out. Like, yeah, oh, when I, so, I have a buddy come in, and that's help such you a out. funny place. Did you have any awkward like walking down the hallway, like meet catch a guy's eye and just like give him a nod or anything? No. Like, <laughs> five <laughs> no but it was pretty awkward going to that place with your dad just oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Definitely. Yeah, that would be fucked. Definitely. Be right. Well, Dad, um, I'm going to be right back. Yeah. I'm just going to go You know what I'm doing, actually. So. Uh, I'll be three to seven he's trying to make it he's trying to make it better he's like it's okay son i do it too <laughs> i jerk would off like, too it's would you good. like me to come with you son <laughs> oh god god damn it dad i don't know how to handle this either <laughs> uh so are you sterile now do you know i have no idea oh, so um, that's something that you can check down the road yeah i'll probably get tested again isn't it kind of funny that there's a freezer somewhere in this city that has your Cum in oh, it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <soft. That's super laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, you you said you said you had leukemia twice, and I and from what I know, you've had uh, bone transplants as well. Uh, yeah. Tell uh, us tell us about some of that. Some yeah. Of that shit. So from the first first time I got leukemia, um, uh, with the excessive amounts of steroids. Um, it caused blood flow in my hip regions to be cut off. So, uh, yeah, I'm currently rocking two fake hips. Oh shit. What are they, what are they made of? Uh, right now you are. Oh yeah. Whoa. So, okay. So just to, for a timeline, so you, leukemia, you get admitted and they diagnose you with leukemia when you're 19. Yes. And then the chemo and everything is two years. So you're ish 21 ish. Yeah. Um, when when that chemo and everything finishes up, and is the hip all that hip stuff during that time, or is it post? The hip stuff is starting near the end of it. Okay. Um. So around in the winter time, I was playing soccer at the time, um, and was having really bad hip problems. Yeah. Uh, like just like pain and yeah. I, I thought I had just pulled. Uh, like my hip flexor or something. And that's kind of when I went on for a while, just trying to stretch that out and whatnot. And it took six months after that, I guess, for them Shit. to actually figure out what it was. Um, went in for some CAT scans of my hips and they came back uh, with the diagnosis of uh, what's called avascular necrosis or osteonecrosis. So your bone was just rotting away. Yep. Yeah, Jesus. so necro is never a good word from the from, from the steroids the, from the steroids. Yeah, because steroids, um, like one of your past um, interviewees was talking about, it kind of puffs you up and makes you kind of fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was causing my uh, the veins leading to my femur um, to kind of get, get real clogged shutty. off. Oh, yeah, okay. um, so there wasn't much blood flow getting to the, the femoral head and the bone on the top of it was starting to die off. So instead of it being kind of orb-like, it yeah. was starting to flatten off on the top. So oh, it wasn't fitting in the socket perfectly. Ooh, whoa. That sounds fucking painful. Yeah, it wasn't fun. Lots of... Lots of uh, uh, Basically, I had to walk with Kane for a while there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they, they got you, uh, they got you, how long did it take for them to get you fixed up with a new hip? Uh, two new hips. Two, two years in total, I think. How hard was it not to be Two years to get, a, to get it? Uh, well, they started with the You okay, first- Brian? What Even, were you going to say? I was going to say, yeah. how hard was it for you to not be confused for a pimp? 
Uh, <laughs> you know what? It would have been. No. It's a good thing I cut you off uh, for that question. Uh, anyway, uh, how long it took? Two years for the. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I got the cane and I installed a gold grill. Uh, I got, got a, a big really purple big purple hat. <laughs> and drove a Cadillac, uh, and then uh, then they put the hip in, and uh, I was good. So I, I got rid of all, all that, that shit. Away. You should have customized your cane too, so it, it looked like a ephemeral bone at the top, oh, but you just cool. flattened it off, oh, and you're like, this is this what's going on right now. Yeah. That's actually able to show people. Yeah, yeah. this right. is why. Show and tell. Yeah, so one of them wasn't as bad as the other, so they tried to do a uh, like a bone transplant into it to regenerate. The bone growth, right? Uh, so that happened in uh, like November, uh, and no, November uh, not November past November twenty twelve. Oh, okay, I think or thirteen. A while ago, yeah, a while right. ago, uh, and that didn't take. So they ended up fixing the other hip. They started with my left hip. They went to the right one, did a full um, replacement. And then a year later, I got the second. So the second one was in 2013. Shit. So what what are the uh, what are the restrictions like? What's it like from your from your born with hips? Uh, not supposed to play sports that have heavy impact. So like basketball and soccer, soccer, football. Oh damn! Because I know you love you love playing ball. Yeah, I still play a little bit. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna have to go through. At least two of these, maybe three, depending on how technology goes. So three um, hit, three sets of hips, probably. Holy shit! Whoa. Yeah. So what they, kind of surgery is that? Like, how invasive is that? Uh, they cut it's you a, open. Yeah, like full. Time. I'd imagine it's yeah. like a magic show. They put you in a box, they cut you in half, and they take your hip out and they give you the new one, and then they insert a dove inside you. And then when the hip is done, the dove flutters out of your mouth, and that's when you know you're healed. Yeah, <laughs> is that not how? I thought that that's I, how it worked. Yeah, that, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, didn't you watch the Prestige? I think that's what that movie <laughs> yeah, exactly. was all about. How good would it be though if like magic was real so that you could actually do that stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? that would be super that cool. would be yeah, super yeah, convenient. Yeah, super awesome. convenient to have doves in your and, and then all doctors would lose their jobs and magicians would just <laughs> magicians would be the new medical professionals. You'd literally, be witch doctors. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so it's just the the body. What is the body like? Kind of. Or I guess it, it, what it, what did you say it was the, the hip? Like, what is it made out of? Uh, so there's a titanium stem that's driven down into the femur bone that's left over. Yeah. <gasps> so really they, I guess I should start by, they just chop off the, the head of the bone. So that yeah. like roundish. So your 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 the head of your femur is is gone. It's, oh yeah, it's now a, yeah. which it's is now actually what rough. baseballs are made of. That's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, terrible joke, but sure. I know, I know. I'm, it's, I'm like, I'm like, oh for two. Yeah, I'm, I'm rubbing your, off on you. I think. It's, not your, it's not your day today. <laughs> You'd like it when I rub off on you, don't uh, you? Jesus oh Jesus Christ! God damn it! She is fucking crazy. Uh, okay, so they cut off the head of the femur. Yeah, and then they they drive in this the titanium stem, uh, and there are a number of different uh, heads they can put on it. Mine's made of ceramic. Uh, but they can do other alloys, like the the same titanium alloy that's the stem or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. But they figured because I was such a young, spry gentleman, a little buck, yeah, yeah uh, that they would give me something that's a little bit more wear resistant. Um, 
And then there's a plastic cup that's on the inside of my pelvic bone, like where the, the yeah, socket. Yeah, sure, like an upside socket. down bowl yeah, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's both hips. And so that just kind of, there's like wear and tear on that ceramic, uh, <laughs> the ceramic head of your femur. Yeah. To the point where they're like, okay, this is worn down enough that we need to replace this. Yeah. Two to three times before you, you know, you turn into an old man and it would have had to happen anyway. Yeah. Kind of well, thing. if I was an old man, uh, they said if I was in my 60s or 70s, they would give me about 20 years on it. They told me. Because of my age, it's about 15 years. Right. And oh, I'm giving yeah. myself probably a little less than that because yeah, I'm not going easy on it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, do, do you notice? Crazy. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say it's crazy how much friction there is like to wear down a ceramic, like ceramic rubbing against plastic, more yeah. or less. Like, like, well, there's probably some type of that? buffer in between it. I'm per, I'm, I mean, I imagine just like the way that your body's put together, it's not your joint rubbing on a joint or but your bone. I think bone the plastic the is the buffer, right? Yeah, I think the what the plastic is made of is like oh, slick okay. enough. That's like less your. Um, that's your. Uh, oh, fuck, I can't remember now. I'm having a total mind blank on what that stuff is, like, like in a joint. Yeah, you're. Oh, fuck, now I saw this stuff. That, that no, I think it, yeah, it's that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Man, that's crazy. So both your legs are like that. Both of your hips. Yeah. What's yeah. your restriction like when you like when you're just Can moving you move? regularly? Yeah, like what's like, your movement. Uh, it's pretty good. There is some restrictions. Yeah. Uh, I know. I've been going to yoga some, and I mean, I can't really move my legs in some of the directions that right. they need to be, or I don't have the. Do you have issues with like rotation of the leg, the thigh. Yeah, some. Right. Um, but no, it's it's pretty good. Uh, like most days, I forget that I have it. Lately, I've been. I know about six months ago, I was in the shower and I just kind of looked down, saw the scars, and was like, oh, yeah, fuck. I remember I that. <laughs> yeah. Kind of forgot about that until just now. Yeah. How, hard, how hardcore are the scars? Are they on the side of the, side of the body? Like yeah, they're, they're right on the, sure. the side. Um, they're, they're starting to heal over now, yeah. uh, but they, they're, I don't know. At least you're five fucked. to six inches yeah. long. At least you're symmetrical with them. Yeah, exactly. You have two cool lines on the side of your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you were. It. I, I was looking at your your application to the podcast, and uh, it was saying that you had a stem a stem cell transplant. I did. What's that like? Uh, it's. I picture it being so futuristic looking, <laughs> like. They I use robots for the I, entire yeah, procedure. Like, yeah, I feel like stem cell transplants are what happens on like Elysium. Yeah, we're like on you know. Yeah, I was I was gonna make an X Files reference, but sure. Uh, I, was, I had X Files in my mind yeah, too. Yeah, I, I don't know picturing why. Jillian Anderson laying on a fucking alien bed with like aliens kind of. I don't know, just poking and prodder, and next thing you know, she's got a stem cell transplant. <laughs> How's it work? Tell us how it really is. Yeah, there's really no fanfare. <laughs> oh, um, shit. Yeah. So they never mind. Moving on. But just, they, they bring in the stem cells. Uh, so, like, my sister was my donor. Oh, uh, cool. Luckily enough. Um, so they, she's hooked up for most of the day. Them taking the stem cells out of her blood. And then how do they do that? They take the blood, they put it into like a centrifuge or something, and spin the f- fuck out of it until yeah, the, pretty the, much the um, cells come out. Like, how the fuck did you know that? I this is what I'm picturing in my head. I a mean, centrifuge. How else, yeah, it's what's that? It's 
Yeah, it's like a, a yeah, spinny thing. Kidding me? Yeah, it's like a spinny machine. Yeah, it separates things. It's a spinny it's like machine. A, it's, oh. like, it's, it's like it's like a blender. Here, Taylor, it looks like this. It's basically like you know that um, that ride that's at all those fairs, the UFO one. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's like that. Yeah. It push, pushes you up against the wall. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. You okay. are the stem cell. Oh. oh yeah. Blood okay. is in the middle of that ride. Man, you know, everyone now, everyone understands now. <laughs> I totally get it. I'm I'm right there with you. Okay, centrifuge. So they, they spin the fuck out of the blood, and they they I guess pull it out. But uh, do you know how that what that process is like? How, how like do they have to spin it at a certain rate to draw the cells out? Or? I have I don't know the medical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure you don't know the rate, Jeremy? <laughs> I don't, Good, I don't, because that was a really crucial. Oh shit! And then yeah, it spins at 312 it. meters per second. If anybody uh, knows how RPM. they draw those stem yeah. cells out, let us know. You can just personally DM me on Twitter because I would love to know. Yeah, yeah. Check uh, out Antifreeze's machines. That's, <laughs> look, that's funny. Uh, yeah, so like they they draw the blood. It goes into this apheresis machine, um, spins the the blood, takes the stem cells, and then basically injects the rest of the blood back into my. Sister. Are you guys laying side by side? No, she was downstairs. I was upstairs rocking my bed. And then, and then you switch spots, or no? They bring up a bag. Oh, they just bring up a bag, and <laughs> they hang Wait, it. That it, would be so overcomplicated if they were like, "Well, the stem cells downstairs, so uh, uh, you're gonna have to get up and walk uh, down to the second floor." <laughs> it would be cool if they could just do it on the spot, though. Like from her into the centrifuge, centrifuge right into right, you. Yeah, that's yeah, that's again, the future. That's, kind of that's what you're thinking you know? of. That's excellent. And while you guys are both getting Thai massages next to each other, and you're <laughs> having a delightful conversation. So then you go, uh, well can you just bring the stem cell up here? And they go, oh shit, that's actually a super good idea. Cut the bottom of the basket. <laughs> I need these baskets back. Heritage moments, check them out. Oh man, if you're not Canadian, then yeah, you will the not Ameri- get that. All the Americans Not are. even yeah. like Western Canada. That's really? A, that's an Maritimes thing. Oh man, get out of here. Heritage yeah. moments are just... someone about that. Holy shit. I bought the Heritage moments uh, a bunch of us bought the VHS set for a friend of ours once. Anybody who is American or Western Canadian, or if you just, live in UK or Australia, just Google it. Google Canadian Heritage Moment commercials. Oh, Holy fuck! So many. Of them you probably will. It probably won't mean anything to you because you're not Canadian, but uh, they're funny. Speaking of commercials and shit, we should put that video of the greatest movie scene ever just on our Facebook. Unrelated to anything, yeah, which is amazing. So. Just so you know, Sick Boy endorses this movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, so they they spun the shit, took the cells out, put it into you. Yeah. How long? Wait, the bag? Did you? Did, does it look like blood, or is it just like what is the? What it, does a bag of stem cells look like? Uh, it has kind of a brownish reddish tint to it. Crazy. So there's still some red blood cells left in it, but yeah. it's mostly just a... Just like poo water. So no fetuses yeah. involved in this scenario? No, no, that would be weird. Okay, just checking. <laughs> I hear there's lots of controversy over that. Yeah, what was up with that? That was I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. I think was, it was all the... I think it was all... I, yeah, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> we could anyway. go there. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Uh, Let's s- rein it in. <laughs> How long did it take for the... Did, they put the stem cells in you. Did it I don't like. Does your body have to accept them? Is there is there a chance of rejection of the cells? Uh, yeah, there is. Uh, so leading up to the actual stem cell transplant, uh, I had to go through five days of chemo and radiation, um, so that they just basically killed out, killed off your entire system. Did uh, you have to wear a um, uh, a gas like a gas mask? Uh, I know that there's a. I know that when when they 
when they drop your immune system to a certain point, there's this thing that can happen where you're not allowed to breathe in particle, like any kind of particle, really, because even the slightest dust in the air could totally fuck you up. I'm, I, the way you're looking at me, I'm guessing you didn't have yeah, to do that. No, I, I didn't have to do that, but I was in like a specialized unit um, sure. for transplants. So it's... it's Ultra pre, sterile. Pre-quarantine. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like down the hall. There, you had to wash your hands to get in and... Like they have big armed guards at the door, pretty close, yeah. yeah. Um, so all the doors go <laughs> when they open. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. You're on the Death Star. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. And so you did, you didn't have any troubles with rejection or anything like that? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, it still could happen. I was still setting. Yeah. Well, not the uh, the first hundred days is when major complications can arise. Uh, but there's this thing called graft-versus-host disease, uh, yes. GVHD, right. yeah, yeah. that signs can show up down the road, like 10 years down the road, I could my liver could give out on me or I could have problems with my right. mouth or eyes. Or We experienced that with, uh, with Andrew. Andrew, that's right. Andrew yeah. was going through that. Um, so not to derail this, but uh, we're talking about the stem cell transplant. Have, is there... Have we entered into the second round of leukemia without talking about how that came about? Yes. Okay, so rewind us back to, is there a gap where you're like, oh, sweet, I'm good? Or I mean, you know, as good as you can be, but, you know, in a fairly small period of time after you've had cancer. Uh, Yeah, so it was four years. um, Four years after? In remission. Oh, shit. So this is, how recent is this? A year and a half ago. Oh shit! Okay, so pretty recent. Yeah, November. Because you're what, 25 now, right? 25. Yeah. Okay. So November 2014. Shit. Or October, November. Um, yeah. So that was uh, five months of just absolute hell. Yeah, totally. Um, was that what? I mean, we were talking about this ego thing and um, and feeling like I'm gonna fucking beat this and having that confidence about it. Is any of that shaken when you, like, how did that come about? How did the news come back? Just cats, like your scheduled cat scans or, or whatever the, your follow-ups are? No, actually another funny story. Uh, didn't get punched out this time. <laughs> um, but I was, I was just at my apartment uh, doing, I don't even remember working out or something. And I went to the, to the washroom and looked in the mirror and I had a rash under my eye. Oh, fuck. That Platelets. Yeah, it was. Dropped again. Um, it kind of looked like I had got punched in the eye, mm-hmm. but not quite that bruised. Mm. Uh, more so that red petechiae. eye. And so I was just like, I should go to the doctor and get this checked out. Yeah. Like, it just kind of looks shitty. So I went to the doctor, told him my background as well as what I had. And he was just like, yeah, you should probably go to the eMERGE just to get things checked out. Yeah. And Ended up at the Emerge and... When you go to emergency with that question, are you waiting at all? Or or do they do they just... I mean, in the emergency, like when you go to the emergency... Did they and you're like, have to wait. Your wait time? No, yeah. it, no, it was... You go right solely, through. No, it was, it was like I was just a new patient. They didn't call through or anything. Okay. So I was just showing up as if I was someone that got shot on the side of the road or something that like... Uh, they just put you in line. They're like, this guy broke his collarbone. You have a rash under your eye and... This person got stabbed. We take the stab person first. Yeah. You're third. Yeah. Okay. So I think I was there for 
six hours or yeah. so. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Because um, it's not like it's not like you're gonna nothing's gonna happen to you that night. No. So yeah. they needed to take blood. And right. I had to wait around for the test to come back, right. and then after you, that, you know, it'd be sweet is if all of the emergency rooms just upped their Wi-Fi game like to the extreme because we all fucking know we're gonna sit there forever, and that's a great time to watch those shows that I've been putting on hold. Right? Good advice. Yeah. True. Good advice. If you're a doctor or you own a hospital or something, <laughs> uh, I don't think that's just, how hospitals in Canada just, work. Just do I don't that. think people own hospitals ah, here. Someone does. People own hospitals in the U.S. Government, mm-hmm. listen up. Trudeau, listen, you son of a you beautiful son of a bitch. Get that Wi-Fi. Get your, up your, Get up up your, your hospital Wi-Fi game. So anyway. <laughs> so you, you so find you, out that you've, uh, or you, you go, you wait, and they, they give you the news? Yeah, they tell me. Um, you First, have leukemia again. So I was just like, ah, fuck like, it. Yeah, yeah, this again. Um, and then. Were you defeated? No, I, I still you still had that. I always try and have an optimistic mindset. So yeah. I was just like, okay, let's do this again. Are there ever any days though? Are there like days when you're just like, fuck, why? Like, why am I dealing with this? Oh, for sure. Um, not many. Luckily, uh, there were a few times. Like the very first time around, after getting out of the hospital for that after that first month, I just kind of like sat there and was just like just overwhelmed with trying to place everything in my room again and just kind of broke it. Fuck. And, uh, but this time around it was kind of like, ah, like you've been through it before. You're kind of familiar with like what the procedure is going to be. Like it's not as, yeah, it was was a little different time. Yeah. Different this time. Uh, It was was more invasive. Yeah. So they took one of the phases from the first two years that I did. Uh, they took one of them and, put me through that unfortunately that didn't work so mm-hmm. then it was then that kind of broke my morale a little bit yeah like there was a few days where i was just like the fuck is gonna happen to me like is this the end of my story or like Ooh. what what can it, they do from here yeah so there was actually is, is that because it worked before and now it's not working yeah and it's like like why isn't this working this worked yeah. before i don't know why yeah so i guess the the cells were a little stronger this time or just didn't take. Um, so I actually ended up getting sent up to Toronto to try and get on a study. Uh, For like it, an experimental type deal? Yeah. Or, you know, semi Yeah, they're trying out uh, a new drug that has been tried out a few times, but this was Canada's version of testing to see if they're actually going to implement it. Okay. So it was, it was a, a random draw, uh, whether you would get on it or not. And unfortunately, I didn't get on it. So my doctor, before heading up there, was just like, if you don't get on this, get on a plane as soon as possible and come back and we'll do what we can do here. And is that where the stem cell transplant came in? or uh, No, this was another round of chemo uh, to try and get me into remission. Mm-hmm. And so it luckily it worked this time around. It was oh, shitty. Yeah. And then... Was this, it more intense? Was it more uh, like concentrated? It was, uh, yeah. Chemo 2.0. Yeah, higher doses and some different ones because they couldn't give me the same as before because I was at my limit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then after they told me I was in remission, then I had a month of testing and stuff. The second time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 
before they gave me the stem cell transplant. And what was the purpose of the stem cell transplant? To what does it do? What's the uh, so they knock out all of your your cells uh, in your system, um, and basically the stem cells are the building blocks of everything in your bone marrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they inject them. Hope the body is crazy in that it just finds it's where it needs to go. Right. And then they regenerate from there and kind of kill off any other cells that are left in your body and mm. try and take over. So the stem cells are like your Superman cells that are like here to like lay out a fresh yeah, fresh new foundation for, yeah. for everything. And with the the GVHD, uh, the graft versus host disease, it's it's those cells attacking your system because your system is unknown to them, right? Because they're the good cells, and sure. so oh, okay. it, it can backfire. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it hasn't. Sweet, but some so people it does. How are you now today? What's What's Neil's life like today? Uh, it's good. Yeah, uh, just happy to be alive. You look Try good. And, thank you. Um, trying. I wasn't hitting on him. Uh, Jesus, boys. I don't know. I well, gotta, now, I, well, now, like, how do we know now, dude? <laughs> dude, Jared, do you do you have an erection right now? <laughs> what the Jesus. fuck? I only, I only want to make make out with you. I don't want to fuck you. I just want to make out with you. Nice. I mean, I'm like four percent gay. So. Uh, fuck, I'll never hear the end of it. Well, um, well, I'm glad. I'm glad you feel good. And you said you, you said you're you're glad to you're just glad to be alive. And I, I do have to, I have two more questions that and and they're quick ones. But how has this experience um, affected your outlook on life and and in particular death? Um, or has it? It, it has. Uh, like that few days where I wasn't sure what they were had planned for me. I mean, I was. Scared shitless. Um, didn't realize I do not want to die. Uh, there's so much I want to do. Yeah. But it, I just can't stop living. Uh, just try and take every everything in stride and not look too far into the future. And uh, yeah, sorry. It was the the first. It part was of just that how has yeah. it affected? Yeah, life and death. And, I, and there there was one other question. It's kind of a two parter. Um, you know, this is obviously a huge life changing experience. And I'm wondering if you could name one thing that leukemia has taken away from you, what would that be? Sports. And one thing that leukemia has given you? Uh, much better outlook on life. Like just trying to live for the day. Um, and not that they're super important, but like I learned to cook during that time and I got more in touch with my like artsy side and just cool yeah nice nights. i've done that since we parted ways in junior high too <laughs> yeah yeah that's tough man like sports for a, a better outlook on life like sports are they're fucking amazing and yeah. it's it's so great to like just be out and be active but like you can still do that in a lot of ways even though it's it's very much restricted but that outlook on life, like that's uh, a pretty beautiful thing too. Oh yeah, definitely. And mm. with the sports, it's just that I can't play some of the sports I used to. But I took up new things. Like I got really into cycling and sweet so rock, rock paper scissors. Oh, we should, yeah. ride, we okay. should go for a ride together. Yeah. Down. Uh, yeah, but I mean, 
whenever I see a soccer field, I you're like, oh. shed a tear, definitely, yeah, yeah. just because it was taken away from me. Yeah. Do you play FIFA? No, I'm not, oh, I'm not a gamer. Oh yeah. man, dude, FIFA, dude, so dude. good. Uh, <laughs> rematch in five, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Neil, thank you, man. Thanks for coming in and sharing your your experience with us. Oh, thanks um, for having me on. It's always fascinating to hear all the different sides of cancer, you know, and the different stories of cancer because every single one of them is so so unique and so different. No matter if you're talking to. Uh, one person who has leukemia versus the other person who's had the same type of leukemia. It's always different. Yeah. Um, that is it for today. Uh, one other thing uh, coming at you from yeah, Neil. I'm, I'm going to be a little gutless right now. Uh, and to the listeners, if you haven't ever checked it out, uh, for the Canadian listeners, go on to the uh, Canadian Blood Services website and check out the One Match Um program it's a stem cell transplant donor uh list not necessarily that you will ever get used but if you're willing to be a person um that could potentially donate stem cells to someone that needs it uh i i I hope you do yeah Um, you said it was called one match one match and in the states it's called be the match cool um with with stem cell transplants, it's actually very rare to find a match or it's hard to find a match. Like oh, my wow. sister was, I was lucky because I, my sister was a perfect match for me, but there, it was only a 25% chance. Like you could have four siblings and only one of them be right. a match. You could have six siblings and none of them be a match, but someone in the world is probably close enough that they could mm. be a match for you. Wow. So. I mean, I, I didn't realize that was a thing. And I know a lot of my friends that I've talked to and over the last year or so had no idea. So and it's as simple as just put, taking your fucking blood, putting it into a centrifuge for someone. Not even. And, oh, well, there it's you go. Swab. It's a swab. They, what? They, That's it? They send you a swab <laughs> Yo, in the mail and you, you send it back. And uh, that's the thing is you could save someone's life oh, that right there. Yeah. Like you so, could save someone's life just by going in. And getting checked out. Taking being, five minutes. Yeah, that being said, we should chuck that at the top of the episode. Um, put something on to we'll we'll mention it at the beginning. Yeah, because absolutely. That's, yeah, I, th- yeah. I feel like that's something that's extremely important yeah, and extremely awesome. important to you. And yeah, fuck, I yeah. I can do that. Dude, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can. I don't, I don't know if I can. Do I don't know if I can. <laughs> I don't know. But you can yeah, check maybe it out. You can. Yeah. I could look into yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And then we can let the listeners know if CF patients. You can definitely want to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can definitely yeah, want to yeah, do yeah. it. It's the thought that counts. Uh, yeah, right. I want to do when it. it comes to, when it comes to getting a stem cell transplant, it's the thought that counts. <laughs> no. No, no, it's not. No, it's specifically the action. It absolutely is not at all. <laughs> and if you decide you don't even want to donate, like if you get the call up and decide to back out there's no shame in that but yeah. it's it's just ah, to have them there's a little it, bit of shame <laughs> in that i will come and hunt you down <laughs> and fucking kill you <laughs> but yeah oh, it's man. just yeah, to be on good. the registry is it's, there oh, is okay. there anything else yeah. that uh that you'd like to share that we haven't touched on yet today uh no not really Sweet. just you know what enjoy every minute of your day walking down the street look for beautiful things that you may not may not see normally the colors on trees and flowers or whatever, because you never know. Mm-hmm. You may be stuck in a room and not be able to get out and see them. 
Yeah. Fuck, I love that. It's like Dude, it's been uh, it's been so sweet to to use this platform as a way for us to catch up. Yeah, man. That was really cool. And like on a and like on a really real and like deep level too. So sweet. Thanks, man. No problem. Uh, thank you all so much for listening today. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. As always, go over to iTunes, help us spread our message, help us get these stories out there by rating and reviewing and subscribing on iTunes. Review. Go to our Facebook. Subscribe. You can keep up to date with what we're up to on Facebook. We tweet some silly stuff sometimes and our Instagram is fucking on point. If you you do any one thing right now, just go to Facebook and click share on whatever the last post is when you're listening to this and just share it. Yeah, just share it. And write something nice. Unless it's the uh, movie scene that we were talking about sharing. Don't Don't, share share that. That That really has nothing to do with anything. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I am Jeremy and this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.